You are listening to the Glass Cannon Network. Welcome back and happy new year to the Dungeon. That's right. It is time for everybody's favorite sports betting show, The Degenerate Dungeon, brought to you by the Glass Cannon Network. A couple bets are going to happen, and we're going to have some fun on this show. NFL Week 18. It's the end of the NFL season already, the regular season, that is. There's a lot of dough to be made in the playoffs. We're going to make a couple more bucks before then. Boost those bank rolls a little bit, and I am pumped. We're pumped to be back here, and I say we because, of course, I am joined by my better half, the lovely, the talented. It's the Woodman David Woody. Hey, buddy. Happy to be back. Dude, happy to see you. Um, happy to happy to be rolling with this again. I mean, I feel like it's been a minute, no? It's been a minute. It's been a minute. Uh, I'm... Uh... You know, I was really looking forward to doing a show on Sunday, and Troy just couldn't couldn't do it. He would stuff with the kids, and he just he couldn't. And it would have just been the two of us. It would have been a fun dynamic, fun. maybe. Sure. Um, Not maybe. It, it would have been. Yeah, it would have been. And uh, but uh, nonetheless, uh, we're back. Here we are. Um, now you keep saying for the last several weeks, you've been saying, you know, I can't believe it's already week. You know, right. whatever it is. Those of us who have had a tougher year than you, which is basically everyone, uh, <laughs> do not feel that way. I cannot believe we are still in this interminable, awful uh, regular season. The hardest year, the Sharps will be happy to tell you, pro betters will be happy to tell you, this year and last, the probably the two hardest years ever to bet on the NFL. Just true parity in a league, no good teams. No good teams. And if there's no good teams, it's really hard to bet. Really Dude. hard to bet. You know, this is one of those years where I look back and I'm just like, wow, wow, incredible. And uh, I listen to, yeah. I, I, thank you. And I listen to a lot of, of sharp podcasts of wise guys out there. And um, the, main, <laughs> dude, the main tournament in the world for betting yeah. sports is something called the Circa Millions, which is at the Circa in Las Vegas. You, you know, it's five grand, 10 grand entry or whatever it is. Yeah, I've heard uh, of it. Yeah. Yeah. Winner, winner gets a mill. Second place, like seven, seven fifty, the whole nine. And if I were in that this year, the, I, I, I did the math. The lead guy was shooting at like a 66% or something like that. And I've shot it and I've shot at 71% this year. Yeah, you know. So, I mean, I think, yo, Nash, yo, Dungeoners, maybe we pull up some money next year. We get the 5K or whatever the entry is, the buy-in, and we go in that bitch. And we have ourselves a hell of a 2024 regular season. Yes, next I'll year. start but the Patreon. Send Hollywood please. to Circa. Hey, boys and girls, maybe by that time we have some degenerate dungeon merch or something, and anyone that buys... Any of the merch can have a little piece of stock, you know? <laughs> so you're a stock man. You would know about this. Not the wood man, it's the stock man. You would know how to how to how to dolly out those uh shares, if you will. But uh we, we look at look, look at as it's in here. 
made over five and a half units last week, looking to start a winning streak. Cheers we to go, you. Baby. Let's go. Everybody oh, yeah. that's here rocking and rolling, I appreciate that. Flat Mater says, oh, I'll, I'll go buy and merch send. Wouldn't that be a beautiful thing, though? That'd be awesome if we get a little kickback and we kind of all have a little pony in that race. That'd be really fun. fun. Yeah. Woodman and I are very, very happy to be back on the pod. Uh, and, of course, super happy to be back here live with you uh, on Twitch here in the lounge, twitch.tv slash GCN Employee Lounge. Um, I would say you'll find us every 10 p.m. right here Wednesday evenings. But from here on out with the playoffs, uh, we're going to be here. We're going to be doing a podcast for sure leading up to every round of the playoffs, including our favorite show of the year, the Super Bowl Spash. Um but so keep it tuned on uh, your Wednesday programs here on Twitch. But as far as the bagels and locks from here, we like to we, we, we're still not sure when we're going to be doing it. We can't do it Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. We'll you know, for two of those weeks, You'd we'll miss, half, you'll miss half, half the action. action. Yeah, it's no good. So um, so we'll just stay tuned. Out. Yeah. Yeah, at GCN Sports on Twitter or X, uh, at Degenerate underscore Dungeon on Instagram. If worst comes to the absolute worst and we can't do it any other time, then this show will suffice. It's going to be, we'll we'll make sure we give you picks on oh. this show if, the, if we can't figure out any other time. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. And, but I'm just saying, if, God forbid, that's the way it went, we would make sure we gave you, I would, I would say, I'll, I would stick myself to like, I'll give you some good, I'll give you a good number of picks on this show. A lot more than I usually do. If we can't do a Bagels and Locks, right? Give it to me hard. (laughs) We'll give it to you every way, but absolutely. Yeah, no, we're going to give you, uh, the Woodman can attest to this. And for those that have actually heard, uh, been with us through the Jump the Sharp days, the Woodman and I did, and then we came over here and officially merged with the the network. Um, Use would all attest as well. The playoffs, man, I mean, I don't want to, what do you want to say? I don't want to risk any kind of momentum. But we normally nail the playoffs, at least the first few rounds. It's really hard to pinpoint the championship weekend and the Super Bowl because it's such a thin, you know, a, a thin task to go ahead and pick little things over and over about. But yeah, we pretty much have a hand on the playoffs. I'm really, really excited about it, especially this year. Uh, um, e- even the championship uh, games, we've done extraordinarily well. Uh, yeah. it's really just the Super Bowl, and it's really just that one Super Bowl. The that's other true. two, that's the other true. two, we were great. That's <laughs> you true. know, that's true. we just that's we true. got totally uh, we got totally washed out. Frankly, a lot of people did. Um, just the 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 last Tom Brady Super Bowl, um, you know, uh, with uh, Mahomes kind of coming into the game looking like a superhero and everything. And what happened was essentially we did not take into account fully as much as we should have how good the Tampa Bay defense was and how banged up the Kansas City offensive line was. And they just steamrolled them. It was the, so the one, the, the one bet I love about that though is we did our prop bet for that, and it was Tom Brady over a half yards rushing. Yes. And I was like, he's gonna scramble at some point. Like the dude was not even fucking close. He but didn't, it was no, no, he never, he never had. It's not like he had a yard and then he lost it later because he didn't have the opportunity. Or, no, he never had a yard. Never. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yo, Dan, our boy Dan's in the chat, kind of seeing what we're seeing. He says, sounds like a Friday night bagels and locks. That's a very good possibility. So, yeah, you might you might start your weekend with some bagels and locks uh, in the lounge here, which would be fun. But the main cheese, the Degenerate Dungeon Pod, is going to be here for you 
all the way through the playoffs, and that's what matters the most because uh, the Woodman and I, at the very least, will be here giving you the dubs. And for the pod, if you're listening to the pod, it might be the first time you heard us or even you heard it a few times and you still have yet to do so, please give us a five-star rating. I cannot tell you how much that that helps. If, if you dig what you hear, it's the best thing you could do for us. And as I would say, or no, not me, as our boy Fife would say, just let one person know. It could be a wide array of people. All which would suffice, Woodman. We're going to have some fun tonight. Oh, and so with week 18 happening here, it's a little bit of a wacky week, and we'll get into that uh, for a a bunch of reasons. But we're going to do something we've never even done on our old program We're going to present an award show here for the 2023 regular season. We're going to call it the Johnnies, the first annual Johnny Awards. We come, we came up with some fun little, uh, uh, you know, uh, categories to doll out awards to. So it's going to be a fun day here. Um, Woodman, I'm pumped, but it's good to see you. Like, honestly, people, I I don't think you realize uh, Woody and I are very good friends, but we do not get a chance to catch up that much uh, with no. our lives. I mean, I saw him. How are you doing? Good. You sat. Yes. CN5. Like, that's yeah. kind of, you know, it's kind of how it is, at least to start the show. After the show, maybe we'll catch up. How's your wife? How, you know what I mean? All good. Yeah. Uh, but we're going to have a fun time tonight because we don't, we never pre produce a show. We've always taken a little bit of pride on that because this is legit. Like, yes. It's bar talk. You're going to be like, oh, you got that too? You've heard us before. Oh, you got the same pick? Or, oh, you got a different pick? This is why your pick shit, and I'll tell you why I think. It's just the the cream of the crop when it comes to betting programs because you're getting what you want, okay? You're getting two guys who know what the fuck they're talking about but who get along and but they at the same time have no problem saying, that ain't where I was thinking, pal. And I pride myself on that fact of this show. For sure. And it's always fun when we never know if we're going to totally agree, totally disagree, or just be on different pages, have totally different stuff. It's fun. Um, I do think the, the, the show is at its best sometimes when we disagree, but it's so rare sure. that, you know, it's whatever, but I, I can't hold us to that standard, but it I is fun when we like genuinely disagree. By the way, the, the comments are popping off here. Dude, they are, and I have to go ahead and get to a couple. First of all, Road Dog, what's up? Happy New Year to you. He says, uh, wait, well, every time I click, it goes to a different thing. And the John goes to? Yeah, we'll get to that <laughs> later. It is the Johnnies. Look at cosplay, Tyler. I'd like to thank the John. <laughs> but I, I, Dan, once again, puts out another banger. Most crushable beverage of the season category. Damn. You bring up a good point, Dan, because not only are we going to get to some but i do want you to just in the chat who are the ones that are here go ahead and throw some like funky ass categories for the future i'll jot them down as we go we can have them for next year on the 2024 version i came up with some wacky shit here or there and some straightforward stuff we do want to talk about legit things but it's all gonna be some fun um and k rob my man pots and pans (laughs) <laughs> Who ended up winning the guillotine league? Well, we might as well just go ahead and get there. And whoop, wrong button. Let me go ahead and present to you the winner <laughs> of the 2023 Degenerate Dungeon Guillotine League. The Woodman David yeah. Woody takes down our boy V Flag Scotty. 124.28. Was that his average? No, that was uh chop week points. So, and yeah. then you had, what did you have? Like 125? Uh, I think I had 
I think it, it wasn't as close this time. Oh, okay. All right. Well, well, phew, well look at the uh, humility on this cat. Nevertheless, the Woodman. <laughs> I had um. Uh, keep in mind, this was not this past weekend, right? It was the week. It was the one before. Um, so you know, that's true. I had, that's true. It was two weeks, yeah. Because so, this, if I if it had been this week, I actually think he might have got me. Uh, because Don't McCaffrey rubbed salt in the wounds. No, off. I'm saying because of McCaffrey getting hurt. You know. Yeah, that's true. Um, but uh, but. Uh, I had, uh, yeah, dude. I mean, I had, um, I had McCaffrey and uh, and Brees Hall, and just between the two of them alone in a full PPR, it was like something like seventy five points or something like that. <laughs> yeah. uh, so it's just, you know, it was a really, it was a stacked, uh, it was a good team. Yeah. Incredible. Well, congratulations to you, my friend. And you know, in a little bit of a narcissistic way, the first two years of the Degenerate Dungeon Guillotine League. The winners were you and me. What do we say about that, huh? I mean, I feel weird about it, I guess. I, I, I well, speak for to, yourself, pal. I kind of wanted one of the listeners. I don't know. I'm pretty pumped. Uh, yeah, I like it. I like it, you know. I I, I got it set in my sights next year, okay? I'm pissed <laughs> that I was out as early as I was. But I'm kind of like, and, you know, V-Flag, I love you, Scotty boy. It's like. You know, I'm glad that the Woody took it down and kept it in the dungeon. We should be like these <laughs> mean bosses at the end of the game, you know? No, but we got a shout. Yeah, that's totally our style. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe one of us sometimes, but I got to, I got in order for me to get real mean, I got to go ahead and maybe put some uh, hefty ones down the hatch. You know what I mean? Like maybe have a few brewski two skis, maybe one too many start spewing for no reason, but I have seen it. In person, yeah. I don't have any Jack around me, so I think we're clear tonight. However, it is time for America's favorite segment, a little something we like to call here in the dungeon, What Are We Drinking? A little bit of the bubbly. That is true. We will be doing that. And the Woodman, as always, will start with what he is putting down the hatch this evening. Happy Week 18, Woodman. How you wetting that whistle? Doing great, buddy. I have my favorite cocktail, the old-fashioned, my, um, my beautiful oh, baby. wife has uh actually made these um you can't really see it in there you can you can see i see, uh, see oh, the little cherry see the cherry look at oh she, on point she made me these bourbon you know cherries to put in uh in my own fashion and uh uh that was part of my gift and they're absolutely incredible they make the whole thing sing it's absolutely beautiful if people don't know an old-fashioned it's pretty easy to make actually as long as you have the right ingredients um, so if you, you have watch bitters, one of our shows, I did it live on air one time. <laughs> you did, but yeah, if you have some bitters, you just put a little, put a little sugar in the bottom of this rocks of a rocks glass like this, um, and hit it with some bitters, a few, a few dashes of bitters. You can swirl that around a little bit, pour a bunch of whiskey in the glass. You don't have to measure it. It doesn't matter. Put a I big didn't. ice cube. If you have a big one, that's really nice. Good big ice cube. Stir, 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 stir till the whole thing is cold. You'll be able to tell cause you'll get the condensation on the outside. My man. And then I'd finish it off with little, Peel from an orange and uh, my wife's delicious uh, brandy cherries. A absolutely incredible. Uh, you know, it's one of the, the classic cocktails for reasons. Balanced. It has so sweetness from the sugar. It's got bitterness from the bitters. It's got the booziness of the whiskey. It's cold. It has citrus. It's just awesome. Yeah. See, I measure when I made it, I, I measure out everything because, like you say, you know, it's it's a very fine drink. So yeah, I guess well, I've just made them so many times I don't have to. You probably yeah, shouldn't measure if you're not used to them. 
I measure, I measure, I measure. And then when I get to the whiskey, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, the measuring John right over my shoulder, whiskey bottle upside down. Let's have a day. Uh, some of us are having a good, a good night too. Flat, flat mater. Old fashioned. It's very easy to mess up. Yes, but, but also flat mater. I'm drinking a bit of simply spiked lemonade. Mm. Hey, let's go have it. That's good. Hey, and Danny Boy's with us too. It's January. So I've decided to finally have my last October fast. Hey, man, <laughs> which one, by the way, if you don't mind me asking, Danny boy. Um, oh, Road Dog says drop a little star anise in that. Mm, okay. Um, that ain't my style, though. I, I don't like any black licorice flavor, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I like it okay. I could try it. Uh, I, I'm I like not sure. I, I don't sure I would like it better. But I'm willing to try other versions. Sometimes you'll go to like a, uh, I've been to like a fancy Mexican place, and they do mm-hmm. like a Mexican old fashioned, which is which is instead of whiskey, it's uh, mezcal, like the or the or right, right. Uh, or añejo, like the dark aged tequila. You know, añejo is Spanish for aged, Brian. Oh. And reposado. the añejo, the berry, the sweet of the juice. I hear. <laughs> and reposado is Spanish for rested because they only rest that tequila in Jack Daniel's barrels for about like two months or something. But two the aged months. one, it'll sit in there for years and it's really, really good. Anyway. Giddy up. Tequila well, guy something, <laughs> something I have a feeling it's going to be really, really good as well. Never had. I figure week 18 for, you know, first ever Johnny Awards. I got to bring out something hot here. Okay. And Rolling I'm going to go. Uh, yeah, I was going to do Rolling Rock, you know? <laughs> just Actually, it's an empty Rolling Rock that I just filled with water because he couldn't tell, and I'd rather drink that. But no, I used to, <laughs> I used to, dig, I used to dig the rock back in college big time. But when yeah. I forget what, you know, the conglomerate that ended up buying Rolling Rock, but they changed, like, the whatever. It killed it. Bad. Um, so, Woodman, I do believe the first time this particular brewing company has ever been featured on the show by the way shout out to our boy muscles marinara russell we love you he i went over his house you know uh for for some christmas gatherings my man pots and pans said right over there hollywood show beers and he had a little four stack you know with the plastic little with the before he said show beers right there i and that gets my bull running every single time and uh, we love our other half brewing. We 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 both you and I feature it so much. They're great, and three of them were other half. All that I've never had before. Well, then I had one at his house, but I'll get to that for weeks ahead. One of them was not. One of them happened to be a brewery that I've never heard before, and I'm curious if you have Woodman. It is called Prison City Brewing. Okay. No, I don't know this one. And I actually didn't even do my due diligence to make sure I even know where they are from. Um, I don't see it readily available. So prisoncitybrewing.com would be where I would find that, but I don't know. Anyway, uh, this is called DDH Mass Ride, a New England IPA, 6.8 on your Richter scale for alcohol per volume. It's got a lot going on. There's a doggy. There's a lot of things going on. I don't know. Is that the Pinta, the Mina, the Santa Marina? I don't know. There's a there's a there's a little bit of a, a ship on there, but I'm gonna go ahead and do a little pop that open. I'll tell you what. While I drink this, you know why am I? I can't drink it out of the can. I gotta do the pour ski, don't I? Yeah, there you it do. is. I gotta turn it around so we can see the GCN. Oh, that's Look your style, that. brother. Right? That's your style right there. Look at that. 
Look at that color. Come on. Yo, dude, I might be in for some bang cheesemo here. And I'll tell you what, Road Dog put it best. I gotta find I gotta find that drop because our boy uh our boy JB would love it. But you know what? If this was a dirty drink, giddy up. The dashi or the basha. That's how we say. But I do want to say, Woodman, on untapped, before I even sip it, I'm telling you this. DDH Mass Riot. A double dose of Simcoe Mosaic and Citra Hops add even more flavor, aroma, and body to our favorite IPA. Rating, 4.29. That's really high. Woo! Over 4,200 ratings. Let's see what I'm in for. And, you know, Crushable Index, look out. We'll see. Oh, man. I don't even know if I'm actually... Am I drinking like a an adult beverage right now? <laughs> Look, it's on my lip or my my mustache still. I don't. Holy Moses McGillicuddy! What are you saying? You're saying it doesn't taste strong, but when that's, you, first of all, it's six point eight, so it, it's not the strongest beer of all time. Yeah, but six point eight still, you know. I don't know how to. I mean, like, dude, a Guinness is like three point nine or something. You know what I mean? Like six point eight is like it's not nothing. I got news for you. This is scary crushable. Okay. Oh, like it's really good in a different way. Like, okay, so you're used to all these. Like, think of your wrenches of the world and the, the ones that kind of look similar to this. Yeah. It's got the very uh, citrusy kind of yellowy yes. opaqueness. You and you're know, used to them smacking you in the mouth, smacking you with your taste buds. This one teases you. Like it waits. It hits your taste buds, and it just kind of. Tease me, Daddy. <laughs> it like waits. It waits. You get the taste immediately, but not a full taste. You're like, where's that bang? And then it gives you a little more, but not a lot. And then you give it a little more, not a lot. And it's like, but it never gets to the point where it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. There it is. Like, I got all the flavor. It never fully gets to its flavor potential. And to me, that is not a bad thing. Like, this is a weird way of being complimentary. It is, it's like if, I don't even know how to say, this is why crushability index, like, look out. It's like, I'm, I'm like teased constantly and I never get the full, like, bang, but I'm happy about that. Does that make hmm. sense? Gotta go for more. No, it doesn't. I mean, um, it, it's good enough. It'll, it'll, it'll have to do for now as, as explanation, but it makes me want to try it. <laughs> this is inc- like, it's, it's incredible. Like, I, I'm, I'm trying not to. It's probably the worst explanation of a tremendous beer. I don't think it's it, your fault. I think it's one of those ones that's hard to describe. You know that happens. Like it's it's like if um like what's like a shitty like a like a blue moon was on steroids and drugs that made it feel so much better after it just got its wisdom teeth pulled. You know what I mean? Does that? Wow. Is that um... right? Again, that I'm just makes me want to try bitch. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Maybe I won't tag Prison City. I'm trying to say I love it, folks. Okay? It's incredible. It totally deserves that 4.29. This is an amazing beer. I don't know how to explain it. It's a big moon on drugs is, is, a, is amazing. That's an incredible. But it just uh, never puts you over the top. Like you're expecting more and more flavor, and it doesn't get there. And that's a good thing. I hope I, I, I'm just not explaining it correctly. I'm really impressed to the point where I'm like I'm kind of like off format now. I don't know what the hell we're doing next. Let me look 
Let me see. At GCN Sports, did I say that? Yeah, yes, I did. Okay. Oh, the Woodman won the guillotine league. Great. Okay. How about we just say it's time to get down to the business. Let's get down to business. This is, as I've said before, in our prior years doing this, Woodman, the single hardest week to predict in the now 18 back when we used to do the show 17, but the now 18 weeks of NFL football. Okay. We're going to be serious with you. We're going to give us our, uh, give you your best shot. Give you our best shot. I should say. However, uh, this is probably like the one week where it's like, you know, if you dig our picks, go for it. If you're meds, a meds, maybe stay away. Like, this is a really fucking hard week. If you've made money based on our show this year, I would say maybe half unit for these picks, just in case, even though I'm full cheese, but I'm sure you are too, Woodman. But, um, you know, if, if, if you have a good bankroll ready for the playoffs, I would probably sit on that a little bit more. This this Week 18 is so fucking hard for many reasons, and I'm pretty sure anybody that's with us right now absolutely and and- knows. Absolutely. And also, you are really going to want that money in the NFL playoffs. You want to be able to put the amounts that you want and not be short because you wasted a bunch of money in week 18. So don't don't go hog wild this week with or without us. Don't please don't go too crazy because we just don't know. You don't know who they're going to start. You don't know when they're going to pull the starters. Most of these games you do not know. And that is going to affect the outcome of the game i promise you so uh so don't go too hog wild but i do like my two i do like my two and i do too like i am like i i went like i said i went full unit um i even did a little side piece of a two leg par i'm really on point with my two picks this week and i'm sure the woodman is like he said with his uh but yes we're just putting that caveat out there week 18 is a fucking mess so uh also side note little psa if you're in a league fantasy league that is right now and your finals is this week get the fuck out of that league asap oh yeah. or if you're the commissioner change it asap yeah nobody nobody should be in a fantasy football league with the finals being this week just saying virtually right. every single player on my guillotine roster will probably not play this weekend virtually that's the entire roster that's saying something like that is, absolutely you know Come on, guys. Um, so, uh, well, we're half an hour in. Why don't you? Uh, is it my turn? Should I go? I don't even care. Let's just have fun. <laughs> we, this is week eighteen. Like you turn to do whatever. Oh, you mean you? No, it's not time to fully get down to business because I do oh, want to say something real quick. Last week's show, if if you guys heard the podcast, and I really appreciate you doing that. If so, I went ahead and did a little solo piece. We're really busy. We couldn't get together, but we needed to give you guys some material, and we simply gave you some some picks and, we, and those picks banged out at a plus 2.5 unit show last week woodman 2-0 on his plays of the week the total for the degenerate dungeon podcast for the regular season so far plus 10.69 units it would be nice to stay well over that 10 mark for the yes. regular season uh yes. and then we can go ahead and whip that playoff ass but yes okay now yes woodman it is time as always, leading off and playing center field, it is the Woodman, David Woody, with his pick of the week. Where are we heading, David? Yeah, I'll put my two picks in my order of confidence. Sure. Right? So my my one will be essentially my 
if you will, lock of the week. Um, and, and we're going to go to New York. This is going to be the Giants uh, at plus five here against the Eagles. I think that what's going to happen probably in this game, if I had to guess, and you know, I kind of do have to guess if I'm placing this bet. Uh, it is it is a guess, right? Um, I think the Cowboys handle business against mm. the commanders. I know a lot of people think they might not. Uh, you know, they have a history of, of choking, um, et cetera. Dak certainly. Uh, Mike McCarthy certainly big history of choking Mike McCarthy. Um, but the commanders, but the commanders are so awful, dude. They're so bad. This is not the same team from the last couple of years. This is a bad team, dude. Uh, I, I think the Cowboys handle them. And so, so my pick is we're going to go to New York and we're going to bet on the Giants at home to come oh. against, <laughs> against the Eagles because I think the Eagles scoreboard watch, I think oh, they realize. I think they realized at some some point, probably in the first quarter, the Eagles realized the Cowboys are not losing the game. They pull absolutely. That's a good way. Jalen hurts. Jalen hurts. Devontae Smith's not available. Uh, Jalen hurts has obviously been hurt for months. There's something really wrong with the guy. Obviously a guarantee at the end of the season, Jalen hurts has one to two major surgeries. Something's missing. Promise you. Uh, the, The Eagles would love to just know that they can't do anything. They would love to be one of these teams that can't change their playoff position, no matter what happens right. this weekend. They they wish that was the case because they would love to, to sit everybody. The The O-line is banged up. Hurts, banged up. Uh, the defense is atrocious and needs to just, I don't know, get their minds right. You know what I mean? Uh, it's, it's, it's an awful team that's falling apart here. Um, the Giants are sneakily, like, not giving up. They just lost by one point to the Rams, who are kind of good. Uh, like, and actually, like Stafford didn't even play bad. Like, they just no. Giants just played them tough, oddly, like weirdly. I don't know why. Uh, the Giants have kind of hung around and been tough and like covered a bunch of spreads. I had the Giants to cover the spread against the Eagles, which they did a couple weeks ago. So I, I think that I think they can cover this plus five here. I even think the Giants probably win this game. To be, honest. I really do think they probably win. Dude, this game. you've had that's, that's a silly pick. That's a silly. Pick. Don't you don't need to do all that for plus one ninety five. Take regular juice. Take the five points at home. Take the home dog at plus five that you think has a legit chance to win the game. That's smart betting. Go ahead, Brian. You want more juice? Well, yeah, he likes his juice. No, I get it. I get it. I mean, the Woodman, and maybe we'll hear about this later when we get to the Johnnies. I don't know. We have not pre-produced. But the Woodman has loved fading the Philadelphia Eagles, and it's paid out in spades this season. And why wouldn't it this week as well? Um, Does yeah, it just man. feel like they're just... I never thought about it the way you just purported it there. They just would love to just sit Hurts. They just want to sit him. I never thought about the fact that when they get into the locker room and the Cowboys are up 27 to 7. There's no reason to send them out. They're just like, you know what? We got a playoff game to play. Jalen's limping. Jalen Swift. You know, AJ Brown, the 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 hmm. the old guys on the on the line. That's right? a great look. Pull them. You just pull them. It's a great look. I, I like the way you're looking at that there. Um all right. Well, I'm gonna go somewhere here that to me it's like like, it's only apropos that I'm going to be a little chalky on the way out of the NFL regular season. Look, I've been able to pinpoint when to fade uh, the wise guys this year and when to buddy up with the public. I've made some money off that this year. It's probably been the biggest 
that and fading recency bias has been like the biggest way of me making as much money as I have so far this season. I'm going to bang out fate, like fading the sharps again and butting it up with the public twice to end the regular season this year. And the first game is once again, I am going to fade out the recency bias and I am going to head to boom. How about we go to a little place called the desert in Arizona Seahawks minus two and a half all day long. Okay. So I mention every year at this time that you have to really decipher the teams you think will benefit from the quote unquote backs against the wall mentality. And then those you think will freeze up like George Costanza's little winky out of the pool. You know what I mean? So <laughs> the home team in this matchup just came off arguably the biggest upset of the season on the road last week. And now to me, they have nothing to play for zilch. Okay. And I really don't think they even care to place to play spoilers this week as I, I, I bet they've checked out mentally for the season. Uh, after what they did last Sunday in Philly. You so, would think. You yeah. Would think. So the Seattle Seahawks, on the other hand, they come into Arizona with a little bit of a chip on their shoulder. They were embarrassed by the Steelers last week. Shout out to the Woodman for that call, my man Pots and Pants. Um, Just saw it coming. I don't know. You Just sure did? thought they had him. Yeah. Seattle simply they, they couldn't tackle Najee Harris or literally anyone out of the backfield for that matter. Pete Carroll, I don't know if you saw him, was like fucking beside himself on the sideline. He's just begging. He's like pleading his linebackers to just make a tackle, please. So to me, like, how is that not Pete Carroll's main focus for this whole week when they need to win to have a shot to get into the playoffs that all week long they're not practicing tackling out of the backfield, because that's the best thing that the Cardinals do. James Conner, Kyler Murray, whatnot. Oh, yeah. Big time. So this is a game, by the way, that has plenty of consequences. And, yes, I do believe Seattle has shown that spirited attitude to be one of those squads to actually step up at a time like this. Because last year you heard me call the Colts losing at the Jags. Like, now, what was that? Well, Carson Wentz year, right? Like, some teams just don't have the ability, and you can sniff it out. I think on the other side of things, I'm going to sniff out two teams that have the ability to step up when it's time to nut up or get out of town. Seattle, mm. I do think so. Look, not only do they need to win, but they need the Bears to beat the Packers, which many people think is feasible. So it's certainly not a long shot. But the Seattle Seahawks will bring everything they have to the table against a team who, and look, don't let the one-winged Eagles fool you is still one of the worst teams in the NFL. The Arizona Cardinals suck, okay? Seattle will utilize their three-pronged passing attack big time. I'm quite confident in a nice game from Geno because, by the way, he has one of the – actually, not one of the – the most lucrative incentive on the line this weekend. My man Geno – not really my man if you made money fading him last year, but <laughs> this year my man Geno – if the Seahawks do, in fact, make the playoffs, a $2 million check in Geno Smith's pocket. Is that really true? That is true. So, um, 
Minus two and a half? Seahawks minus two and a half in Seattle, in Arizona, in fucking Mexico City, where London, Germany, where they play these games. I'm all over this. Seahawks by double digits in this game. Because I don't they're not even going to scoreboard watch. Because that Bears Packers game, one way or another, will not be a blowout. Um, they won't know what the hell is going on. What do you think? I like it. I like it. This one escaped me. I didn't, um, for some reason, I guess I thought the Seahawks had were one win less than they have, which would mean they would be totally out of it. Totally out of it. Right. right. But they're not. They're eight and eight. And uh, you're totally right, dude. And you know what, dude? I have learned now in this, uh, gosh, is it three or four years we've been doing this? This is the fourth. Yeah. In four years of doing this, I have learned that in big games, Big must you gotta have it games. I used to always think go with the team that has the better quarterback. I think it's coach. I think it's if it's a gotta yeah. have a game, I'll go with the team that's got the better coach. Good I think call, if that man. I have to choose, you know. And by the book. way, Ky- by the way, Kyler Murray is not playing well. I know they just beat our ass, whatever. I get it. And credit to him and whatever, but big time. Dude, like from a real life and from fantasy, he's fine for next year. If you want Kyler Murray next year on your fantasy team, I get Agreed. it. I Agreed. get it, but yep. like real life, you don't want Kyler Murray on your team, dude. That guy, he doesn't, he doesn't see it right at all. And uh, again, the height, as I said, Bryce Young, it's it's a problem. Anybody listening to this show, please, please, like focus in on what I'm about to say. Every time Kyler Murray runs out of bounds for a first down, or even just to the sideline, he knows how to not get touched, and he always reaches the ball out there. You know, when he when he gets right to even it's a pylon great or wherever he he's smart to know to get that one yard line. Uh, that one extra yard by reaching yeah. his hand out, it but does, yeah. but his his feet because he's so tiny. It goes D-d-d-d-d. and like anybody that watched Scooby Doo growing up, dude, it reminds me of Shaggy. Like when he was when we start to run up, like it, 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 he it just his the way his feet go. Just every time I think about it, I think of Shaggy. It's incredible. I've um, never seen a player take f- f- quicker, shorter steps in no, my life. Absolutely, but like my man just got one yard, and he and he and he somehow he took forty seven thousand steps, but. It's pretty incredible. Uh, Dan wants to say out here is Pete Carroll underappreciated as an NFL coach. I kind of feel like it. Now, I always faded him because I thought he was a jet bag for leaving USC in the shape that he did. Uh, well, I think he's widely considered to be kind of a jerk. Yeah, but, but I mean, but the, his players love playing they for him. Do. I'm not saying player coaches are always great. You know, you can look down the line at terrible player coaches. And I'm not a player coach guy. I think I like the coach. I actually, if we want to get off topic here a little bit, I don't mind the Sean Payton yelling at Russell Wilson. You know, he got what's his face on ESPN calling him a thug for yelling at Russell Wilson. He's not a thug. He's a coach. He's pissed. He, yeah. he just, it's his first year. Like, don't and be don't- stupid. And I, I don't mind a Mike McDaniel or Sean McVay who never played at this level. No, I, neither, I don't no. mind them. But no those problem. two are probably the two of the bigger player coaches in a way. But like, if they yell at someone, like, be well, a I man. I understand that they're not former players. No, no, no. I'm saying player coaches, meaning oh, like, like that they're not like, the, hey, the guys great who, job, you gave it your all, sir. Yeah. Like, no matter what the well, fuck happens, no, a coach has an ability. <laughs> Pete Carroll is more in the vein of the Belichick style, which is to say he's a coach who I don't know how much his players love him, I but I know do. they respect him. Well, there you they go. Re- That's they hold him in very, very high esteem and respect. That's and, uh, yep. and, and, and maybe he doesn't relate to them, you know, uh, the way that I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. I, yeah. 
Mike, well, Mike McDaniel right, is, a, is a, totally. a younger one who I think the players like go completely crazy when he has Pete Carroll isn't going to win the Adam Gase Award for the most detached coach to his players of all time. Um, <laughs> hey, and uh, that is not a Johnny Award. Stay tuned for the Johnnies. We have seven awards to dial out tonight. Uh, and we'll be first, on this, but it'll be fun. But but let me just say, can I just say one last thing on this? No, I, I do think he's a little underrated because they made the two. Super Bowls, they won one of them. They got beat on the other one in a unbelievable uh, fashion at the end. Uh, incredible. Uh, which, is, like you could argue, is his fault because he probably should have just given it to the friggin' beast to get around. Yeah, but that's game. that's not his play call, you know. But like, it's not his play call. It's not his play call. Um, and, and I don't really blame Wilson. The throw was okay. It's just an unbelievable play by the defender. What are you supposed to do, you know? Yeah. Um, anyway, um, real quick before you say that, Roland just put an incredible, uh, comment in a chat accountability isn't a bad thing especially with some of the most entitled people in the world the reason why that just jumped out to me road dog is because i was watching the pat mcafee show and they had michael lombardi three-time super bowl winning gm uh on his show and michael lombardi said one of the most poignant things i think i've ever heard in sports in general uh huh. and he said that accountability is the cornerstone of a successful organization meaning that like it is you, you have to have accountability no matter what. You have to not have an overchip on your shoulder. You you need to still be accountable. So many of these young players or players in general nowadays, they do something wrong. They get, I don't know, yelled at if you want to put it in that terms or whatever, and they just shrink. You need to say, fuck, you're right, my bad, and right the wrong and use it as motivation. People don't know how to correlate that and make it to a positive. Everything's such a negative nowadays. You know, no one's pointing fingers, but when you talk, you got to hear. I don't know. So it's a it's a rough slate out there. But Pete Carroll, good good coach. And you know what? I, I I'm not the biggest Pete Carroll fan in the world, but I do like when he makes me buck tons as he will this weekend. I mean. Uh, what I would say about Pete Carroll is I don't like him, but I think he's a really good coach. Right. I think I can, I can have both those thoughts in my head at once, right? Uh, we, yeah, we can make this a nine-hour show because I'm loving what the <laughs> chat's saying too. K-Rob, fuck yeah, man. He says, I truly believe that is why Zach Taylor has been more successful in Cincinnati than Mar Marvin Lewis ever was. Exactly. Holding your cats accountable while still maintaining. Because I, I got to – K-Rob, my man Pots and Pans, I was saying when I saw Zach Taylor, I was like, nope. That doesn't look like the kind of guy who could hold accountability. He's too nice. He seemed like but, he's too nice. Yeah, first. but you know what? Behind his doors, you don't know. And apparently, he he's doing his shit. Like now, all of a sudden, I see him. I see him on the sidelines calling to play, and I'm like, yo, yeah, that dude knows what he's doing. Yeah, I so, think he's pretty good coach. For pretty sure, damn yeah. good coach. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Definitely. And I think you're a pretty damn good handicapper because we're gonna pick your second play of the week, Woodman. Well, we did a home dog. We're gonna we're, we're gonna do a road favorite. Um, nice. We're going to do a road favor. We're going to jump the sharp here. And, and this Please, is let's do it on the way out of the door for the year, please. Last pick of the year. We're jumping the sharp. And, and it's it's for a good reason. The, the Ravens have absolutely nothing to play for. They have a literal 100% chance of being the number one seed, even if they lose. Mm. Okay? Literal 100. Not 99. 100%. So why would they? I don't care what they say. Why would they play Lamar Jackson? Why would they play their good players? They can be insane too. I would not, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even guarantee that Tyler Huntley plays the whole game. 
I think they might give him a half so he's fresh if, God forbid, Lamar were to get hurt in the playoff. But because he hasn't played for months and months and he barely ever plays, give him some real reps if you want for the first half. Then put the I would put the third string guy in there because I don't want to have to rely on him if Lamar gets hurt in the playoffs. If I'm them, I am. I go into this game super ultra cautious. So what is the game for those listening? Give us uh, an idea where you're heading. So the Steelers are in Baltimore. This is arguably the most uh, intense rivalry in the NFL. Um, It probably is. It's probably the most insane rivalry in the NFL uh, at this stage. I don't know. Well, no, stop. No, I guess that's Packers Vikings, right? What? I, I don't know. What, what what do you think it is? Eagles boys. No, that's not number one though. Oh wait, what were you saying? I'm sorry. Well, anyway, I was um, I was too busy reading uh reading my man Goof's comment. Got great body language and a great body too. It's Hollywood Hagen. Hey, <laughs> right? You know, sorry. Uh, so anyway, the, the Steelers will not play. Love you, Goof. There's no, no reason for them to do it. They won't do it. Um, Isaiah likely won't be out there. Gus Edwards, mm. you're not going to see Gus Edwards. You're going to see. Uh, Zay Flowers. You, you're not going to see. Cannot win with him. Cannot coach with him. Can't do I it. wouldn't. I'll, I'll just say I wouldn't. I mean, maybe they will, and they'll surprise me, and this pick will be bad. I can't imagine. I just <laughs> can't imagine. Pick. They, dude, they have no reason to do it. Why would you do it? Why Steelers would you have a chance to make the playoffs, Wood, man. It's a great And pick. the Steelers, if they win, their chance to make the playoffs is 64%. That's pretty good. You're lagging That's the juice, pretty man. good, bro. I think they are ultra, ultra motivated. It's also their most hated rival. So I think the Seals will be super motivated. I love them to win this game by more than four points here. Um, you know, and well, I, this, this also was at three to start the week was now uh, minus yeah, three and a half and now is minus four. So, you know, it's moving your direction. I think it moved. It's moving my direction saying that, that, you know, it's looking more and more like people are thinking, Harbaugh's full of shit and the Steelers are going to bench the Ravens are going to bench their guys. And that's what I think is going to happen. Um, if that oh. doesn't happen and the Ravens play all their best players the whole game. Yeah, this is this is a silly pick. Come on, guys. Yeah. This is the. But why so, would they do that? Why would it's they do the that? stupidest thing in the world? So I love this pick. It was on the verge of being one of mine. Uh, the reasoning why I heard a couple podcasts of the Sharps that I listened to say, you know, maybe lean Baltimore here is because they're like, Look at how Jim Har- look at how seriously Jim Harbaugh takes the preseason winning streak that they have. And I'm just like, what? That doesn't correlate at all to this week or That's what this means for them. For <laughs> fucking home field wrapped up. Jim Harbaugh does not give a also, dick hair if I they doubt. win or lose this game. Also, I doubt he takes it as seriously. If those are just that's hot air, dude. Those are words. Words are cheap. Talk is cheap, bro. He can oh, man, say bro. whatever he wants. Coaches lie. Why would Bodie. why would they tell us the truth about these things? Okay. You can't <laughs> seriously. What what you know? Uh, no, you're Cic- right. Absolutely. Cicero, right? Cicero, the great ancient. Oh, uh, hold on. Let know. me get you solo. Go for it. I'm gonna have a beer, please. <laughs> the, the professor is back. I love when he got go. Please teach us something. I like to remember my Cicero. You know, he said that when you when you're investigating a crime or you're trying a, trying a case, he was a great lawyer, a trial lawyer in ancient Rome. Cicero said, "You ask who benefits, who benefits. That is your starting point. That is how you figure out who did it. Okay, and who benefits from a coach telling the truth versus 
telling lies, right? And the, the truth is they have no... Where's Stevie Nicks at? Tell <laughs> yeah. me lies. Yeah. But they just have no reason to tell you. Why would they tell you that? Why would they tell you that? That's all I have to say. So anytime somebody's like, well, the coach said blah, blah, blah. My answer, my response every time is like, why would they tell you the truth about that? Yo, I'll, I'll tell you what, boys, boys and girls, when you're listening to the show and the pod, um, and we're in an off season after the football season's over, you know, it's like March. We got nothing to do. Should we just or, raise your hand, whether you're driving, I don't care. Take two hands, raise both hands for a quick second. Raise your hand if you would just be down with the dungeon with the woodman just teaching you about the Roman gods and goddesses of the world <laughs> and their influences on sports betting. Cause Holy fuck, I could listen to that all day. And I could also drink this incredibly pseudo tasty, non tasty, but crushable. amazing crushable. Like, look, you can see how much it's taking me two sips to get down to there, boys and girls. <laughs> it's crushable Rowan. All right. Well, now, Sorry. so, you, so I've got my home, I've got my home dog. I've got my road favorite. Okay. Right. What do you got, buddy? Give it to us. Well, I told you, I'm going to go ahead and jump that sharp twice on weekend. Yeah. And I was really, really, really anticipating you going this way. Okay, Bubba. Um, and before I even get to it, let me see where we at. Why is DK always okay? So it's time to jump the sharp again. And I'm going to go ahead and just take me to prime time. Take me to the only prime time game we have. Give me the Bills minus three in Miami. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, the mm -hmm. reason I'm on this side, I would see you like it already, and I know you do, yeah. Woodman, because I, like yep. I, I was waiting for you to. I really thought that's where you were going, but nevertheless, yeah. it's time. Give baby. it to me hard. The reason I'm on this side, the Bills have really, this is impressive. They've really learned how to build their offense around the run. Okay. And, you know, the, late in the season. They, later. They, so, well, here's what happened. They, you're week like 11. They had no idea how to do that, Brian. No and idea. Look now, look, look at, at James now. Cook. Like, like, like they had, they made a big. I love the player. I think me too, man. Player. Incredible. He's the second coming of his brother. He you looks know? just like his brother when he gets going. I love him. They made a big change to their offensive game plan yep. when they fired their offensive coordinator, and it's proven to be a season saver. Yep. It, it was a necessary change was. that was craftily done, okay? There was okay. a dire need for not only new blood, but also a new direction. Are you listening, Eagles front office? <laughs> Come on! Well Think said. about it, though. Well said, sir. This offense has been so right. fluid since yeah. changing offensive coordinators. It it's sure been incredible. They look good. So man. smooth with yeah. the run game and yep. incorporating every possible talent they have. Yet, however, what haven't we said in this whole incredible time span since the Bills have turned the page? What haven't we said? No one besides having them as a fantasy football member, maybe. But otherwise, no one has said, hey, where's Stephon Diggs? Okay, because he has been absent, utterly, totally absent. But you yeah. don't hear him bitching and moaning, do you? The only people would maybe be fantasy people that own him, and you have an absolute reason to do so. Stefan Diggs, normally the guy acting all up on the sideline or or you know at, at post-game conferences. He's yeah. not pitching and moaning. You know why? Because they're winning. 
And as far as their defense is concerned, the Bills did the same thing last year. They started the year with an incredible defensive set, an incredible attack, and injuries completely decimated them midseason. Early, even. Not even midseason. Early season. Absolutely. Throughout the course of those injuries, they... The, the healing of the season helped, but also smart additions in free agency, some trades here or there, i.e. Rajul Douglas from the Packers, who I bet the Packers wish they had back. All oh. of a sudden, the defense is more formidable again, okay? The Dolphins here well, are so – go ahead. Just one quick point on that. Please. The defense is always going to be more formidable if you run the ball successfully because you are always going to dominate the time of possession and be giving them rest off the field and get a rest and come back in. Love it. Having caught their breath and ready to, to go again, instead of being out there all fucking game, like the Eagles defense is. big time. I couldn't do w- w- words from Webster's right there on how <laughs> to play defense in the NFL. And if we want to go ahead and if, if, if you, I haven't even said anything about the dolphins, but here you go. This is another reason why dolphins banged up. Like, not a fender bender. We're talking a full hat on her, okay? Waddle, Mostert, even Reek doesn't look fully confident out there right now dropping balls in the end zone. Oh, and by the way, they lost their best defensive player. Bradley Chubb, torn ACL, sayonara. So, you know, Baltimore just embarrassed the shit out of the Dolphins last week, and I think they're going to lick their wounds heading into the playoffs. Like, I think they're just going to kind of chill and be like, man, we got to get a little bit more healthy a little bit more uh, understandable, you know, with our game plans going into the playoffs. Buffalo, on the other hand, fuck no. They're ready to rock and roll. So, you well, know. They need the, it. They need it, dude. Let me give you a stat it. on this. Do you know Please. this? They, no. the the Bills, if they, if they win, their playoff odds are 100%. They're in. Mm-hmm. Winning, they're in. If oh, they yeah, lose, yeah, that's my that, that's my last point. If they lose, uh, if they, they could literally they, not make the playoffs. It's sixty five percent only. Sixty five percent. That's a big drop, dude. It's a big drop. So, Woody, let me ask you a question here for especially this pick if, that I made. If my pick hits and the Steelers win, the Steelers win and the Bills lose. Oh, they, they got a problem. They got a problem. Got a big time problem. Let me ask you this question. Now that we're we're, we're bloviating, if you will, um, if the Bills are up. Let's say 20 to three in the early third. You know what? Let's make it more feasible. 21 seven early third. Okay. Uh, Miami, maybe take the foot off the gas a little bit for the game. They might, you know, Tua, of course, has had a lot of health problems uh, last year. Not so much this year, but last year. Tyrese banged up. Well, Waddle's not going to play in this game even. That's what I mean. Uh, Mostert, I assume, will not play in this game. He didn't play last week. You don't want A-Chan to get hurt now? Like, I think. A's a little guy, man. I don't want him getting hurt. You don't want to rush him out there too much. I think you're right, dude. I think I get down like 24 to 7 or something like that. 24 to 10 some point in this game i think I Se- second it. half down 14 who's to his backup matt mcgill or some shit good old matt mcgill shout out to matt mcgill from uh what from gonzaga uh football hall of fame uh shout out to matt shout out Moore, to is that his name I, I don't no, know. dude that was literally 10 years ago if matt moore is still <laughs> the backup for the dolphins he might be dude <laughs> he might be uh, you're right no it's it's like wentz or somebody isn't it i don't know who the hell it is doesn't matter yeah but and and, and as it puts out there too like I saw this today on TMZ or whatever. Did I think Tyreek's house is on fire? Andre Rising. No, I think that's real. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Lisa, a left eye. And it was. It was Lisa Lopez, I believe, again. Did it again. She did it again. Yeah, wow. got from the grave. Yeah, that's not, dead? Dude, that's not good. You went there? Wow. <laughs> Struggling. <laughs> See, the old fashioned. That's the old fashioned. That's not me. Yeah. That's not me. Yeah. That's not the wood man. That's the old fashioned. The Jashi or the Basha. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Look, speaking of dirty, we did you dirty on two picks of the week each. We're going to go ahead and get a little bit dirtier. Yo, Woodman, is that your new favorite drop? That drop is so incredible. I can't stand it. I'm embarrassed. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I don't even have any like award preamble to do here. Like, Let me just do a... Um... I'll, I'll use the Thursday night football theme. Boys and girls, children of all ages, it is time for the Degenerate Don John's first yes. ever Johnny Awards in which we completely make up our own categories. And uh, we do not know who we've chosen for each. And folks in the chat, please go ahead. And This is one of the best parts about being on Twitch, twitch.tv slash GCN Employee Lounge. You could have some fun with us and let us know your winners of your Johnny Awards. It yes, is time please. for the first annual Johnny's. And also, we will be brief. I know this is going long here, but uh, and there's no reason to take a long time with this. But just stick with us. I think it'll be fun. <laughs> That's going to be a great time. You yeah. know, we're having a good time. Yes, for the, for those that want to skip to the end because we're not actually giving you picks anymore, I fucking dare you to not listen to the Johnnies. Like, everybody loves awards. You don't know what we're even going to say. You know what? As a matter of fact, we're going to start it off with the Fell Off a Cliff Award. This award goes to the player who started the year incredible. Just incredible fantasy-wise, production-wise, betting-wise for props, and then boom, gone. This is what we like to call the Fell Off a Cliff Award. We will go back and forth with who starts it. We have seven awards to go through. It's the first official Johnny Award ever handed out. The Woodman will give his Fell Off a Cliff Award to who? Pains me to give it to someone who I, I enjoy so much, a, a player I love and have loved for a very long time, but it's Diggs. It's Diggs. Oh, Road Dog called it too in the chat. Huh. Huh. Look at that. As the Woodman eats the cherry out of the fucking old fashioned. Mm, that was good. Um, <laughs> Diggs really. Um, started great and has done absolutely nothing. And you know, I don't think it's age, I really don't. What kind of cherry is that, by the way? Is that a cherry? <laughs> it's a regular cherry, like a fresh cherry that you would buy in the grocery a store. Bing, that she, that she, you know, she, she like boiled Meander. up this, you know, brandy whiskey stuff with like sage and brown sugar and whatever the hell else, and then you soak it in that, and it's just amazing. It's but, amazing. um. You're amazing. But I'll say, uh, Diggs, I mean, this is the obvious answer here, right? He just started great. He fell off a cliff. I, I do think it's got to be health. It has to be. Mm. And then yet again, you watch him out there, and I'm like, he doesn't look slow to me. No, he he's perfectly healthy. As a matter of fact, he almost had a 90-yard touchdown last week. He's fine. Except uh, Allen blew the throw. But I mean, he was, like, open and he, fast. And, you know, yeah, so yeah. I don't know. See, I, don't know. I, don't, the, the, I don't know exactly what see. happened with Stefan Diggs, but I know that he was very, very, he really fell off a cliff. <laughs> Big time. He did fall off a cliff. Do me a favor, Woodman, with your new webcam. Put your hand up to the webcam and pull it back. It might, you're a little unfocused, but that might do it. Eh, you still yeah, look great no matter what. All right, my fell off a cliff award 
is that goes to the Johnny goes to, as we said earlier. There you go. You look great. Look at you. So weird. Sam Howe. Okay. Oh, yeah. I mean, my man Pots and Pans, like, for the first half of the year, wait, who's leading the league in, in yards thrown in the NFL? Sam Howe? What? Who and is now he helping? Looks like, and now he literally looks like, I don't want to exaggerate, like, not good enough to be a backup, like, out of the league in two years bad. Is how Dude, my right two-year-old just started liking corn, okay? And when wiping up her shit, I've been like, this looks cleaner than sam howe the last eight weeks okay you know what i mean you know more pure okay gotta get some breaking bad comments in here but nevertheless fell off a cliff award for me is sam howe i don't think i need to go too much on that the dude was like a fantasy award uh, a fantasy winner for eight weeks and this is not going to be a a guy you for fantasy purposes on your roster, you were like, oh, thank God I got rid of Sam Howell in week 14. No, you got rid of that motherfucker immediately when he started going downhill. But this dude, I mean, no one talks about him anymore. It's the reverse Justin Fields shit. For yeah. the first eight weeks, people were like, holy crap, Justin Fields literally never played football ever, apparently. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, I told you that. And now, the last eight weeks, Woody, they might even think about trading their first overall pick because now, they I know like what Justin you would Gilson. do I know what you would do if you were the Bears you would take you would you would call up the Patriots and the Falcons and the other teams that don't have a QB and you'd be like come on you know you want him look how he's played at least give us a second rounder so one I want them, one it. of them would do it one of them one would of do them it would. 100% of course. And by the way, they'd be stupid not to. Think about how much better Justin Fields would be than Mac Jones going into next year. There's no question. Yeah. No argument. Yeah. Right? And and if I'm the Bears, that is the easy, easy answer to the problem. I get, a second, get a second rounder. Easy. Draft my guy. First overall, nobody can take him from me. Whoever is my guy, I get it. I have it on first-hand account that some Bears fans want to not only hold on, and I'll, I'll make this for our Twitch viewers, hold Justin Fields, but they want to draft Marvin Harrison with the first overall as well. I mean, look, yes, Marvin Harrison will be a generational wide receiver talent. You pair him with Justin Fields, you're fucked. You're fucked. It is what it is. Okay. You think My he's hate for... that good, Harrison? Marvin Harrison, yes. He's he's amazing. He'll be amazing. Yeah. Like a Justin, is he a Justin Jefferson type? Better. He's really going to be good. Get the hell out of here. Better. He's really going to be something we, we so, haven't. So when you say better, the only, I'm not sure I can think of a, a receiver in the NFL who is better than Justin Jefferson other than Jerry Rice. Are you talking about Jerry Rice? Well, Justin Jefferson isn't necessarily analogous with Jerry Rice already. I mean, I know based on his stats, what he's done, yes, but I'm not based on his stats. I'm based on the way he looks. The dude, yeah, I, I get it. No, I'm not saying play, even look, against by the way, Sauce Gardner. He's always open. It's we ridiculous. picked Jalen Rager over Justin Jefferson, and I threw That's, a fit. Okay, so we can't go into this. Oh, I'm just saying Marvin Harrison will be as good, if not better, than his dad. How about that? Incredible. That's yeah. incredible. Yeah, a Hall wow. of Famer. Holy sure. hell. And I trust um, your opinion on these things. You told yes. me before the draft a couple of years ago, you said Rager is going to be garbage. You had, you nailed, absolutely nailed Jalen Waddle 
You were right about that. You were mm-hmm. right about CeeDee Lamb. You were right about Jefferson. You've been right. You're very good at analyzing, I think, college receivers. I I, I think that's my my best like look. Like I get quarterbacks right pretty well. Running backs, I am like really mad to meds. But wide receivers, I have a good I like I like Tyler Locke coming out of Washington yeah, so long this. ago, dude. Yeah. And I the the, the the least one that I missed on, I remember watching Stanford games in the Pac-12 and being like, yo, that J.J. Arcega-Whiteside, it's really good red zone potential. Whoops. The Eagles took a fucking flyer well, on that. The Eagles thought so, too. Yeah. Yeah, well, they tried. Anyway, we're going to try with our next award. Welcome to the second Johnny Award. And this is going to be, we're going to get right to it with this one. Woodman doesn't even know which way I'm taking it, so... We're going to go with the Fantasy MVP Award. Mm. And this is one that would win you your league. So typically, it's not someone you necessarily drafted. It could be. But typically, this would be someone you could find on a waiver wire that could put you over the top. To me, Fantasy MVP Award goes to Kyron Williams of the Mm. LA Rams. Great choice. Um, Unbelievable since he got that job. Just scoring almost every game uh, multiple times. Uh, also a double threat out of the backfield. Tell me if you had Kyron Williams, if he did not at least help you get to the playoffs. I don't think – I would love to know the percentage. I know, like, when you listen to fantasy football podcasts, they can tell you that, the percentage of players that are on a team that got to the playoffs, that won the playoffs all nine. I would think that if you had Kyron Williams, you're probably in, like, the 85 percentile, at least making the playoffs. Because you didn't have to pay anything for him. You know, so it's probably a waiver pickup, right? He wasn't. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Rowan, my bad. I didn't mean Tyler Lockett from Washington. No, he is a, a K-State guy. I'm so sorry, Rodog. Anyway, I just oh. saw it in the chat. I'm trying to remember when, where I saw Lockett. Go for it. Uh, your fantasy MVP. For me, it's Puka. Uh, you know, I drafted Puka in the last round in several leagues, and then I also got him on waivers in other leagues. And 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 I and he was so clutch early in the year when you were probably without some other guys that you were waiting for, like Alvin Kamara or totally. Cooper Cup, his teammate. Or there were a lot of guys that started this year either hurt or suspended, or just you know they they weren't right maybe. Um, and so Puka was came up huge, huge, huge monster. Or in the year, I also think he just has such a tremendous future in this league. I, I think he is. What do we think uh, about Puka going oh, he's on so here? So good for, for somebody who's as big as he is to be as fast and as good uh, out in and out of his breaks and run the routes the way he does. I just love him. I think he's such a great, great player and and has a, a really, really bright future uh, in this league. Love Puka. I'm wondering what Chad thinks about Puka. Like, do we think that he's there? Uh, forever kind of deal. Is he the next coop, or is he like, or at least the locket so, to the or the Metcalf to the locket? Like, I think he's better than today? Cooper Cup. I think he's better than Cooper Cup. My my personal opinion, I think he's better than Cooper Cup is. Um, maybe wow. maybe he's not better what? than Cooper. Well, he might not be better than Cooper Cup was two years ago, but he's better than Cooper Cup is next year. Hmm. At, his age, whatever, 32 season Cooper Cup will be, right? I'm loving it. We're doing this. I'm I, so I, loving I, it. We're doing this. Puka, That's a great uh, combo. And I and I do uh, agree uh, here with uh, Kazamri uh, that Stafford does make him better. He's the kind of receiver that Stafford absolutely loves, right? Stafford loves nothing more than throwing those digs and those crossing routes 
and and stuff like that and he's so good at them and with the timing and everything they just they vibe i guess they they bonded over i mean look no rookie has ever done these things he's gonna no. set all-time rookie records here like if it wasn't for if it wasn't for uh our our man my man out of ohio state it wasn't for cj this dude's winning offensive yeah. rookie of the year yeah cj's gonna take it but yeah yeah, yeah. puka's so I, I love puka and i think he's the fantasy mvp because i think where you had to take him uh, either not uh, he went undrafted in a lot of leagues, or he went very, very, very late in others, and uh, was just a great, great uh, addition to all my fantasy teams this year. Love Yo, this is why I love having our chat on board for these shows because Dan's got us. They're keeping us honest. Double dip on the Rams for fantasy <laughs> yeah. MVPs. How about realize. that? Didn't yeah. realize. And then Road Dog says, "Yo, both fifth rounders. Did they pick both of those bad boys in the fifth this year? I know Kyron came out of Notre Dame." Um, uh, where where Puka come from? I don't even know that off the top of my head. But nevertheless, it's time for the next Johnny. Oh, BYU, Road Dog says. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yep. The next Johnny of the year I would like to present. most The most likely to fall down the steps while looking at their phone award. Okay? Basically, this is like the most frustrating te- team or player to bet on. They can't do two things at one time. Woodman, is this your go-to? This is your go-to. What do you think? Yeah. It's Pollard. It's Pollard. <laughs> Tony Pollard goes it's for It's got to be. It has to be, I think, for me. Um, this right was like an obvious one. Like As soon as I read your description, I was like, oh, it's Tony Pollard. Yeah. Tony Pollard, yeah. um, you, we, I, we both I, been big fans of him, but like, what the fan. fuck? I'm still a huge fan. I don't know what happened this year. Maybe I, I still think maybe it's like he just is not as explosive because of the broken leg mm-hmm. last year. Mm-hmm. You know, like he just came back. He's, he's okay. Guess, he can run yeah. on it. He can move. He looks all right, but he doesn't look quite as explosive. I don't know. I don't know if that's what it is or not. Um, he definitely doesn't look like the same guy who was shot out of a cannon every time he got the ball last year. I'll tell you no, that. No, for sure. Um, I'm gonna go and by the way, Kazanry says Chargers is 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 his pick, and then Road Dog does confirm that both uh Williams and Nakua are fifth round selections. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty cool call to me. And for those that watch the Bagels and Locks, it's Jared Goff. Like <laughs> I can't get this motherfucker right ever. Yeah. And I, I get it, it's because of the fun little interception thing I do with them, but it's like I can't even get him right on his on and off days. I did pinpoint that day in Baltimore. We, me yes. and you actually were against each other for our yes, picks of the week. You were right. But, and, and that was a disgrace. But otherwise. You've gotten him wrong several times since then. Several He's, times. He, he like, kind of bedeviled you this year. He does. Like, and I, I always thought that, you know, he's this fucking surfer cool. guy. You know what I mean? Like, and then he gets back into coverage and it's like. Pitted, so pitted. You know, but no, he gets out of there sometimes, does his thing, he impresses me. And then when I when I dig him and I say, back this cat, nothing. And then when I say, it's time for a golf interception, like we all laugh about it. Llama even puts it perfectly. He's due for a Johnny. Like, Goff is due for a Johnny. He has won his first ever Johnny. He's been waiting for it for a long time. I can't wait for the Johnnies to be. I just want something tangible. What would a Johnny trophy look like? <laughs> I don't know anything about it. Could be a cheesesteak. Um, Ooh. Mm. Yeah. Could be. How about, how about like, um, I don't know, like a, I don't know, a piece of my mustache hair with highlight in it. 
Uh, well, adventure people would know what that was. Okay, just making oh, no. sure. I'm just wanted to go around. Just want to let you know, there's a lot of Johnnies on top lip right now. <sighs> <laughs> what is your? Oh no, wait! I will start this prop of the year, Johnny. Mm. In other words, your favorite kind of prop bet to make. Yeah. Now, for me, I have to say that it is the future bet. Okay. Mm. I love betting futures. And I'm talking about not like futures could take a, a, a wide platform here. I'm talking about winning the championship of your particular sport. I love betting a future bet. And the my favorite time to do so, and I do it every time I have. If if you see on FanDuel or DraftKings or wherever you may bet that it says you got a free bet. Or, you know, no sweat bet, and you can get it back for whatever. I just immediately, I'll bet a $25 bet. I missed it. It gives me a $25 free bet. I will find any sport, and I'll just put put the 25 bucks on a winner of it. Um, yeah, I'm right now sitting on a pretty lucrative Washington Huskies uh, college football future right now because of the same reason. I had an Alabama bet, it, unfortunately. Roll Tide, but it didn't work. Um, it would have been nice to see Alabama Washington because I would have guaranteed Kajish. I could whip out my phone right now and tell you all the futures I have on NHL and NBA. It's so much. I will say this, that it's over combined 15 teams. And it's all because of not necessarily free quote-unquote bets, but recycled bets that I will eventually make money off of. I'm telling you, like, you know, if the Boston Bruins win the Stanley Cup, which... They might like there, there's four or five units, like just some fun little bets. I love recycling future bets. I love future bets in general. And for that matter, on the NFL side, I have, well, the Jets already paid off. I had under nine and a half wins. That was easy. Um, I got a Buffalo Bills. I got a, I got an Eagles. I got a Browns. I have a Ravens. I have, I have a, uh, who else? Do I got? Lions. I got a lot of like a lot of fun stuff. Future bets are just really, really fun, recyclable bets that you should not like. Take take a shot if you see a team like a Minnesota Timberwolves start off the year ten and two, and they're still way, 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 way back. You know, just put ten bucks on them and maybe win fucking four hundred bucks. You know what I mean? It's fun. That's fun. I love betting futures. Woodman, your property year. I'll go with the specials. You know, I had so much fun with those. Specials. Yes, the, the uh, weekly smash. The weekly specials, especially the Fanduel ones. The fan, uh, we I prefer DK overall for most things, a lot of things, but but FD has some good stuff. And on over on Fanduel, we had we had found some really really fun uh, uh, specials, including like those uh, quarterback. I don't know what you call it, carpools or whatever you want to call it. Like you know, yeah, yep. these three guys oh, to throw as it at it. Boom. Yes, there you go. Yep. Um, you know, it'd be like these three QBs to throw combined eight touchdowns right. plus 600. I, I would look at it and be like, that could easily do one of them guys could have like five, you know, and, and sometimes they would hit and they always paid out nice. So those, that was probably my favorite prop of the year in terms of the payout that I got versus how many I did. It was really good. It's awesome. Love yeah. every bit of it. The next Johnny goes to the Running with Scissors Award. All right. This is the running back who consistently gets so close to hitting his over, then stops producing completely. Woody, 
your running with scissors award winner. Well, I don't know if this is a, if this is accurate, but just to my memory and there's a feel thing, it feels okay. like DeAndre Swift is kind of who you had in mind here. Yeah. I, I feel like a, he never really hit his his running props on sink or uh, swim kind of deal. Yeah. I mean, he hit him early on in the season. He hit a few, but not so much in the last 10 or 11 or 12 weeks. I don't think. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, we had it a couple weeks ago, but other than that, yeah, you're right. He, he mostly uh, did not hit him and he came close a lot and then he would just not get there. Yeah. My running with scissors award winner goes to Alvin Kamara. Okay. Who is a dual threat like crazy. I've had him on one. I had him on one of my very prolific, uh, teams for uh, organization I used to work with one of my most uh lucrative leagues that I'm in and that man just would start off a game with 40 on the ground in the first quarter and end up with 47 I'd be like how every fucking time dude how how are you not like what's going on like he's supposed to be this dual threat but Alvin Kamara wins my running with scissors award can I give an honorable mention sure how about Bijan Bijan's a great one. You know he what almost, I mean? Like he almost never hit it this year. But I guess he was more boomer bust. But like Alvin Kamar would always get like forty yards on the ground. Now we're talking running here. We want a running back who we're trying to get over rushing yards. And my man, Alvin Kamar, all day would start off hot and then just shit the bed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We're gonna go ahead and parlay this over to what I would like to call the Oven Mitts Award. <laughs> this is a wideout who could never get you to that over on receptions for the year kind of a clumsy receiver if you will and i'll start with this and this is easy to me if you ever took them i don't think many people would take them but maybe you did it in the same game parlay but the johnny goes to Kadarius tony i mean this guy couldn't catch a fucking cold but even if he tried with oven mitts, he somehow would drop it. My man, Pots and Pans, like, I'm sure he killed so many same-game parlays. Touted as the next, not even the next, like, Ty, uh, uh, Tyreek Hill. Touted as, like, the next me call Hordman and couldn't even step up to that plate. Nice However, he got peppered. He's- peppered. Probably the worst receiver I've ever seen in the NFL. Unbelievable. I'm I'm Rollins putting out there MVS too. Yeah. He MVS could be there too. I took Tony. Like this shows Roland how your team just like, wow, what a year. Holy crap. With your, your options at wide out, but unbelievable. Uh, I'll give you a guy who had not only a ton of drops. The Johnny for oven mitts award goes to not only did he have a ton of drops, but he looked bad doing it. Like he didn't even get open a lot. Like he's supposed to be this great, great player. He's never shown it in the NFL. I think it's very clear by now. Um, You know, some, some guys can be good in college and when they get out on an NFL field against NFL defensive backs, they cannot get open and they cannot make plays. And, He's never going to be able to do it, man. It's just, you got to oh. give up on Jerry Judy. You got to give up, dude. Oh, wow. How many years? How many years? How many years are you going to watch this guy do this, man? He just can't do it. He what stinks, kind of shit bro. Is that? He stinks. He, he's a bottom, you know, I don't know, 10 receiver in the NFL. He's horrible. Is Jerry Judy and, he's Jerry Judy and Chase Claypool should just get together yeah. and have like a, uh, you he's know, never, ever weird. Open. And when he is, he drops it. I mean, it's just it's a joke. Uh, uh, the guy sucks, bro. 
I'm sorry. I know you were a huge fan, I think. I no, hey, roll tide. But no, I'm not. I, I agree with stinks. you. He's the, the dude is like, he's way, way, way detached. He's he's good for like a random play. And you'd be like, oh, oh, oh yeah. yeah. That's what he can do when he puts his effort into it all day, every day. Mm-hmm. No, that's a great call. That's a great call Jerry to Judy Jerry Judy. He stinks. Jerry Judy's just one of Johnny. We have one more Johnny to give out here because Amory's going to give the Johnny to Quentin Johnson. Oh, hey, yeah. He was my offensive year. rookie of the year. I mean, what the he fuck was, was so I thinking? Atrocious. Oh, my God. Even Dan, when the whole team got hurt, he didn't do anything. No. Road Dog and Dan talking Calvin Ridley deserves a mention. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty yeah, much. He was really bad. He was really, really, really bad. bad. Yeah. Now, for those that have been listening to the show, if you've been following us, awesome. If you've been doing your own thing, fuck yeah. If you've been making dough, that's what matters, okay? And this last John is called the Big Unit Award. (laughs) And despite what people think, the Big Unit is still alive, even though uh, certain news outlets said that Frank Thomas was dead. No, it's not Frank Thomas, the baseball player. It is Frank Thomas of, I don't know, whatever. Some pieced outness, but no, the, Frank Thomas was the big hurt. The big oh, that's right. Randy, Randy Johnson was Randy a big Johnson. unit. Holy yeah. shit, yo! Everyone, go on Twitter and act like Randy Johnson died, and then tag us and be like, <laughs> "Listen at one twenty-five in the show, and you'll the, realize the bird that he killed with that pitch uh, finally got its revenge." Perhaps. That bird is pieced, but the big unit award is to uh, the Johnny. I should say is to the favorite team or player to bet on or against to make you money. The Woodman. Your big unit, Johnny, goes to... There were a couple that could have been... uh, I have a couple honorable mentions here, but but there was one clear winner. And I'm sorry to anyone who's a fan, but I bet against the Patriots so many times this year, early early in the year, the first half of the year, first 10, 11, maybe 12 weeks of the year. Mm Mm-hmm. I was against the Patriots as one of my main picks. I don't think I ever missed. Uh, <laughs> they never the night. listen. Great coaches cover spreads often. That's what they do, but not after they have the level of success that Belichick had. He was getting way too much. The the, the bookmakers were giving. Look, look you're a fade Belichick guy. I love everybody. Were wrong. They were wrong. They gave him so much credit for being a great coach, which he was. But he's old now, and he does not have the roster. I don't give a shit. They were people who come out all these reasons why the Pat. Oh, the Pats can cover that. They'll cover this week. They'll cover next week. They cover. The, I don't care all the all the the intangible reasons why they might do it. They had a shit roster. Diddly garbage. Poo. It's such a bad team, Brian. It's an awful team. It's really bad. It's they stink. But they are who and we like, thought they were. He has whipped the defense into shape over the course of the year, as he always did, and probably always will. That guy could probably be 90. And by the end of the 17-week <laughs> season, the defense will be all right. You know? Yeah. I'm like, there's just no way they were ever going to score any points. And I was totally right. And I nailed them a million times. I probably made a couple hundred dollars betting against this. The- Let's the- fucking go, Dave yeah. Woody. The uh, road Roland says lockiest lock that ever locked was the NFC South unders. My part. man pots of bands yeah. killing it with the, uh, that's a, that's a way to go. That's um, smart. 
I'm going to go ahead and give my Johnny to the big unit award being the New York Jets. And I'll tell you why. Because on a couple occasions, now this is for a multifaceted reason. I have faded them and like gone with them and won money all those times that I've battled with or against them. I found my little idiosyncrasies with this wacky fucking organization yeah, with the are. Aaron Rodgers bullshit. By the way, I do want to go ahead and put the New York Jets as my Johnny award for the big unit uh, because I won major money on the preseason under nine and a mm -hmm. half that I had them. That was with a healthy Aaron Rodgers, okay? Yeah. Even yeah. with Aaron Rodgers, this team is not winning fucking 10 games, okay? And next year, they won't win 10 games. I'll tell you right now, under Jets will be my favorite fucking preseason bet next year, uh, uh, you know, uh, over under uh, wins. But the Jets, I also learned how to make money on them. Like when the Texans came to town a couple weeks ago, and I'm like, yo, this is two units. This is two units. Like, you just got to know when to pinpoint a coach like Robert Sala, weird things like Zach Wilson coming back after being shit for weeks. He always has one good game, and then the next week you fade him. You make you just, money on that. It's you, so easy. You just easy. had your finger on the pulse with them. You just—it was all feel. It was and so you, easy. But, but you had a good feel for that organization. It's almost like they're not an actual like NFL team. Like they're a, a joke. They're a joke, and you just couldn't make money with them if you just realized they have an immense amount of talent, and I guess good coaching, but just no Maybe leadership. Not. Yeah, maybe not. And Aaron Rodgers is now somehow wearing an offensive coordinator, you know, headset every now and again. And I, I, it was just a weird, weird thing that was prime to make money off of. And I felt like I made more money off the Jets than probably any team this year. So uh, that's a great yeah. call. I'll say one of my honorable mentions. Is, yes, sir. Uh, definitely the Steelers. I had. Uh, I, the, the Steelers were an underdog uh, a lot, almost every single week. What was their over-under? I think it was seven and a half because they want yeah. to put Tomlin at this guy who, who's going to get a lead, but still. Correct. But they were the underdog almost every single week, no matter who they're playing, home or away. And I just kept taking the points. I'll be like, I'll take the points. I'll think, I think Tomlin can keep it close. And, and a bunch of times, my bets hit because they still lost, but they kept it close. Kept and a close. bunch of other times, they won. And there you go. Uh, my, my, my bet's still hit. Oh, so again, taking the, point is, taking the points is a, is a classic kind of sharp strategy, especially on a home dog. It's very common, you know, and, but you do pick your spots. You do pick your spots, but I'll say I'm much more likely to do it with a great, great coach who's still, you know, at the height of his power. How about that? I mean, we're, I think we're learning things when like, when you bet we, like we, this, we both have gotten a lot more, paying a lot more attention to coaching the longer we've done this. Absolutely. And and we're not just talking about head coaching. Like we're talking about coordinators you know, too. Absolutely. But 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 and, and game planning and like I've no, I I noticed like we made money earlier this season on betting the Broncos yeah. first quarter because yeah. we knew Sean Payton had his first 25 written down like a motherfucker. Which he does. Like better than anybody in the yeah. league That's for the what he first does. for the first two two months of the season gone after that like team teams know how to adapt and also the broncos don't know how to play four quarters we got that 
we, we knew we could never trust them. We just knew how to make money. And it was fun. It was fun. The Johnnies. The Johnnies are now officially wrapped up. How about that? You got any more honorable mentions for anything? Anybody in chat? I mean, the other one that I bet on a lot, but I, I don't I couldn't count it because I got them wrong a bunch of times too, but I got them more I got them right more. So I made money on them. But it's not it's not even close to how much I made betting against the Pats. But I did I did bet the Dolphins a lot this year. I was on the Dolphins. Well, well that's funny because you bet the Dolphins more than any team last year, too. I, I did. I did. You're this big year, to a guy. A I am too. Yeah. Yeah. I was a little last less. year a bit. Yeah. This year it didn't. Last year this year didn't bite me. I made money, but it wasn't my most, you know. Yeah. But I, I I it's Tua, but it's also McDaniel. And I just think I think he's good. I think McDaniel's a good coach, dude. I think he. Yo, you you they, listen they, to Boomer Stice and he fucking loves them, dude. They fell they fell apart against the Ravens, and maybe you would argue, maybe someone would argue, uh, with better coaching, they wouldn't have. Maybe that's true. I don't know. I still um, think they're a fun future bet right now. I think they do so. lose to Buffalo, obviously, but um, I think they got this spunkiness. Like they could be dangerous. Like, would you be shocked if the Miami Dolphins were an AFC Championship game? No, I, I, I'll pro- I would probably shocked. put a, a a quarter unit on them right now. Matter no, of fact, I'll do it. Not, they would have to. They would have to do it the way that the that the the Bengals did it a couple of years ago when they made it all the way, uh, which was uh, that they're offense tried to just absolutely dominate points 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 and also time of possession both 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 things right just run and run and run and then score you know and i don't know maybe maybe but the d is going their d is Miami's D is well give it to me it wasn't it wasn't that elite anyway and now they're all hurt so it's it's a bad situation for their defense but but anyway it was a fun year and I do think that he's a coach and and a quarterback there who's got a a bright future in this anyway Woodman loves his D's okay so uh we'll just have to let him baby we'll let him enjoy them as much as we can enjoy some winners here on our way out are the Ravens as good as everybody says what do you think uh, how about this? Let's let, let's re, let's repurpose this. Uh, for those that are in the chat for these last this last minute of our live stream and yeah. podcast, those that are in here, will the Ravens make the Super Bowl? Why is yes and is no? David Woody, why yes and no? Yeah, I think so. I, th- I think they're the best team in the AFC. You cannot be serious. I I, I say no. Um, I love Lamar. I've loved Lamar since his Louisville oh, days, dude. You always have. 100%. Always been a Lamar guy. I didn't like that he was dropping so far in the first round. I had his back. I always have his back. I do. It's not necessarily a Lamar thing. I don't think they get to the Super Bowl. I I think AFC wise, to me, the Niners are like automatic. Automatic. They should be. They should be. To me, there's something weird happening in the AFC that I expect a Bills or a Browns to get there. I expect Imagine. like a I I expect a New York Giants three road team win to get out of the AFC. Joe I really Flacco do. on his fiftieth birthday Dude. in the Super Bowl. Incredible. So look, look at all chat. Smiley, yes. R one, yes. Llama, yes. Dan, yes. And Roe was the only one with me. Uh, no. And he says, what does it say? A Flacco run would be fucking epic. Yeah, it would be. I'm kind of rooting for it. But, like, to me, 
It's it, like I I just don't see the Ravens getting there. Look at what the Browns did to them at home when they when they had Deshaun Watson. I don't know. Some sounds it just seems fishy. I love Lamar, big big Lamar guy. Like, but but don't you also think they that, like put a future on the Browns right now? Just have fun. That's all I'm saying. So I think so I think that the Ravens, Chiefs, and Browns have very clearly the three best defenses. Right? No one would argue that. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, yeah. No? Ravens, Chiefs, and Browns. Those are the defenses that, that you would fear, I think. Dude, the, the Niners have that dude. What's his name? Uh, I'm saying, but in the AFC. Oh, AFC. AFC. I'm sorry. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Niners is great. Niners is great, of course. Um, if, the, if the Ravens, Chiefs, and Browns are the best defenses... I think of those three, the way the Chiefs have been playing and the way, and just with, you know, 50-year-old Joe Flacco, I would say the Ravens have the best offense of those three. So I just think, I look at the, the great defense going to the playoffs with good coach, with history and record. He's got a ring oh, yeah, already. Yeah. And I don't know, man. I could see the Ravens just doing it. But yeah, here's the you're thing. right. It's kind of silly to bet on a favorite anyway. You know what's going to fuck you up, Woodman? If you look at FanDuel or DraftKings right now, yeah, guess the top three favorites to win the Super Bowl right now. It's not the Ravens. None of the top three. No, 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 no. They are Niners oh. one. Okay, Ravens just... two. Okay, sure. Bills three. Really crazy, isn't it? Because I think the thinking is they've been so much better lately. They're finally getting. Yeah, yeah, I could see it. I could see. See now, pick. my boy Smiley's in here, and no, they're not not on DraftKings. Smiley, but uh, says Lions three. I actually do believe, by the way, and this is a shout out to our boy JB. I actually do believe that if it's not the Niners, it will be the Lions. I'm not scared of the Cowboys, my Eagles, and oh, Woodman's no, Eagles. Yeah. No fucking shot. They, they honestly should probably forfeit. Honestly, <laughs> 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 uh, kinda. I mean, for like, I don't know. I'm on to like, you know, Sixers, just, fucking Flyers. Or just, or just let, is it Mariota? Is he the backup? Let Mariota play. Like, don't put Jalen's, get get him the surgery. Like, Mariota. Get him the first of the five surgeries that he needs to get. Dude, but the Lions, but here's the thing, dude. Yeah, you know, the Lions have the, like, I've counted them short every time I've gave them props. I don't know. Like that's the best way I could say it about the Lions team. I have counted them short every time I've given them props. I've been like, okay, they're so good, they're this, and then I've been like, wow, I wasn't even close. They're that. Like Dan Campbell, their their GM. I forget my man's name right now. I, I've given them credit, and yeah. I've been like, I think I'm giving them probably more credit than due. And then they've been like, nope. Motherfucker, we're here. And I'm like, whoa, okay. All right. So I think may I respect that I'm and I, yeah. I go ahead. And I think that they could beat the Niners straight up because I think if you wanted to say like, any given Sunday, you know? Is, yeah, and is Goff really worse than Brock Purdy? I don't well, think so. Roland puts out Detroit's cap by Goff. Yeah, I mean, in a way. You, and you're right. And and, and I think a lot wrong. of Detroit people would agree with that, but you, you never know. It's not wrong. It's not wrong to it's say not that. Wrong. And he not wrong. is absolutely the reason that that Rams team lost. Now, that, that comment in and of itself is a negative one, but the way the Woodman's taking it, and I am, that's it's when we say it's not wrong, we're not putting it in a negative connotation. Neither are you, Roland. We're just saying, like, you never know when this motherfucker boomer buzzed. 
He's had some great games. He's had some crummy games. Obviously, he cost his team a Super Bowl once, and it was awful. And he played so bad and everything. And um, <laughs> you know, but I. But again, uh, is he really worse than Brock Purdy? I don't think so. Fuck no, he's not, not worse, he's than worse than Brock Purdy. Purdy. No, hey, dude. You know, by no. the way, by the way, for all the Purdy apologists, okay, you guys need to shut up because when they put Darnold in there, was it was it not better? Did it not? Dude. Did the offense not run better with Darnold? I, I, mean, I don't want. We could go another fucking. I'm half. just saying, like, if you think, if you think that Brock Purdy is the engine that is making that offense, dude, he almost won MVP. Right? Threw four picks to the fucking Ravens the next week. Like, stop with this. He's it's incredible. Thanks, he's Brock Purdy. He's awful. He's so bad. I mean, I'm not gonna say he's awful. Well, he's not good. <sighs> We're gonna get ourselves in some trouble on the way out of here. You know what I mean? But I'm kind of with you. You know what I mean? Uh, and yet I, he's probably going to win the fucking Super Bowl. So I'll have to... <laughs> you cannot be serious. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Yo, Dun Johners, how the fuck did you like the first ever Johnny Awards? It was fun. I like So that. let us know when we get close to January next year. Give us some Johnny categories. Maybe we could make a yeah. whole Johnny episode. Yeah. You know, we'll do more cats, you know, we'll do more categories. We'll and we can do it if it doesn't fit because it's, it makes the episodes too long. We'll do it after the season. That's fine too. You Fuck know, whatever yeah. you guys want. We'll make some yeah. distinct Johnny episodes. The first ever Johnny awards. Congratulations, by the way, to all the winners. I'm sure you're very, very happy about what you did uh, throughout the course of the year, whether bad or good. Fuck's sake, man, you're amateur. <laughs> That's for some of you. Uh, but nevertheless, for us here at the Degenerate Dungeon, Woodman, this is what it's like to just have some t- fun Like at the end of the year, week 18. We've had our podcast in, uh, you know, in the past, and week 18 was always like a, a noggin scratcher. And I cannot be more thankful for everyone that's here through the Twitch chat and everyone that is listening to us for one motherfucking minute through your earlobes, through the podcast. Just Hollywood. listen to us. Just shoot the shit. Please hi- highlight what Lama Ops just said. I was there for the first. <laughs> I was there for the first journeys. So I'll tell my kids about this. Let's go. <laughs> Road Dog says I watched it live. Appreciate if you, you want to watch it live guys. as well, of course, twitch.tv slash GCN Employee Lounge. That's where you find us. Um, and it's the Degenerate Dungeon Podcast. Let one person know about the show. We had a good time. Did you? Oh, yeah. Awesome. The Woodman. Uh, we're going to go ahead and kick the 2024 NFL playoffs ass next week. We got them. Like we do. Because we... We do do that, okay? Congratulations on a 2023 well spent. My man, Pots and Pants. Say something to the cats in the chat for, for hanging out for the Johnnies. Yeah, much love to everybody. We, yeah, I think you know how much we appreciate you guys. Thank you. Say one more thing. Dongs, baby. <laughs> Thank you so much, Woodman. That's the Woodman, David Woody. I am your boy, Brian Hollywood Hagen. Yo, we love, appreciate everybody that rocks with us here, that listens to us through their earlobes. We're going to rock and roll next week with the playoff special Super Wild Card Weekend on the Dungeon. It'll hit your pods. We'll be here next Wednesday. Let's rock and roll. Bagels and locks to be 
to, uh, to be announced, but nevertheless, the Woodman and I will be a part of it. Soup to nuts. Giddy up. Best of luck to everybody. Week 18. Peace out! Thanks for listening to the Glass Cannon Network. For more podcasts and live streams, visit glasscannonnetwork.com. And for exclusive shows and content you can't find anywhere else, subscribe today at patreon.com slash glasscannon.